0: this is ESPN New York tonight here's Larry Hardesty and Gordon
1: Damer. Gordon I would imagine you are very happy this evening well that's more like it Larry that's how, that <laughs> when you have a game against the Pirates in mid-september that's the way it's supposed to look when you're the team that's going to the playoffs and the Pirates are where the Pirates are so yeah that was good that was that that's the way you draw it up well, maybe not perfectly the way you draw it up because there was one big thing missing tonight, but yes. in terms of the result, that's what you're looking for. No question about it. Now, take me through this,
0: Gordon. Uh, you start out, Grand Slam home run in the first inning, you have to be like, oh, this is, Judge has got to hit a home run tonight. I mean, everybody's home run. From an overall perspective, though, and I get it's the Pirates and I get their horrible and I get their pitching staff is not very good. But, Gordon, it has to make you feel more confident as a Yankee fan that guys are starting to get into a groove. And I think it's as much confidence as anything else. And, yes, I will admit to you that Pirate pitching staff is not very good and they're facing a Boston Red Sox team coming in whose pitching staff is not very good. But I still think the confidence in being able to see pitches and, and knowing that you're in the zone, I think it can help get you guys rolling as you go into the postseason.
1: Well, look, you're right. I mean, one game is not going to be enough to to put the the bad second half the Yankees have had behind you, but they have proven during this stretch they can lose to anybody. (laughs) I mean, they were almost losing (laughs) last night until the heroics of the ninth inning. So, yeah, I mean, these are guys that you're going to need if you're going to do anything come October. And one of them is Glaber Torres, and it's not just tonight. He's starting to show some signs of life, maybe he finally hit rock bottom, and he's on his way back up, and and on his way back to where he was in the first half of the season. Certainly, uh, Oswaldo Cabrera has been a godsend in the outfield. He had a, the big grand slam tonight, so yeah, starting to see some things maybe offensively, and, and maybe more important than anything outside of Aaron Judge is that Luis Severino was back mm-hmm. on the mound tonight, and. You know, again, it's the Pirates, but look pretty good. Five innings through 64 pitches, which is what you would expect coming back off the IL and missing as much time as he did. 47 strikes, six strikeouts, good velocity, pretty good control. So everything that you would want tonight from the Yankees, you got it with one big exception.
0: Yeah, you didn't get the judge home run. And I know that Stout is going to get killed. And I understand it and I get it. But uh, Gordon, he just simply did not want his name in the history books. (laughs) We were talking about
1: this a couple of nights ago, right? Like, in this day and age, do people, is fame such a thing where people just want to be part of it? Or do you not want to be associated with something that's negative on your part, but something that's, you know, that people will be talking about forever? Clearly, Eric Stout was not one that wanted to be any part of that because he wanted absolutely no part of, of Aaron Judge. And look, I can't say I'm kind of surprised more teams have not done that. Yeah, It's kind of too late in the game now. He's going to hit it against somebody. But Mm -hmm. I'm surprised when he got to 50, he didn't start to see more of the unintentional, intentional walks, which that clearly was. Well, see, and what's
0: interesting now, Gordon, is that he's one away. Do they now start to do that? Oh, no, he's not going to get 61 off me. He can get off somebody else. But not off me. And then you start to see them, you know, pitch around them a little bit more or in situations where he's not going to get a good pitch to hit. Because here's the one thing that has made him. And this, for me, has probably been the biggest change since he came up to the majors till now. Gordon, you remember when he first came up, he swung at everything away. He's if it's if it fell, away, if, it, if it broke off the plate. Away from him, he swung at it. How many times did he strike out when he first came up his first year? It was like like 500 times. Just every time he came up, he struck out. His identity and discipline in, in the way he's been this year, in his zone, and making you hit his pitch and him not hit your pitch, of course there's always exceptions. But for the most part, I think that's his biggest adjustment. That's where he's grown the most, to understand where his strike zone is and to know that I'm not going to get
1: myself out on your pitch. It would be nice if he could inform the Major League Baseball umpires what his strike zone is because they, they, it's almost like O'Neal Cruz has a more favorable strike zone already yeah. than Aaron Judge does. And I know Judge struck out more than 200 times that first season. I, look, he's always going to be a high strikeout guy, but when you're hitting, you know, you're leading the league in hitting – you you can live with 175 strikeouts when you're doing the damage that he's doing. So uh, he's been incredible. He was incredible. To, I mean, like tonight, he hits that double down the line, and people are all disappoint. I mean, they're disappointed because they didn't see history. He was still two for four tonight mm-hmm. and raised his batting average a little bit more, so now he's in sole possession of all the three big – well, he's in sole possession of basically every offensive category in the American <laughs> League, but the three that for the triple crown he's now – uh, you know, maybe going to put himself in an even better position there.
0: Yeah, there's no doubt about it. You know, it's interesting, uh, listening to Buster only on the Michael K show today, and he was discussing, obviously, Judge and, and all the different things, and, and the one thing that only had to say, well, I'll let him tell you, he talks about the high praise for the season Judge is having. Listen to Buster only.
2: I think this is the greatest season for any hitter in baseball history because of the progression of the sport. Uh, you know, I was talking to Mike Trout yesterday, and I asked him about how much more difficult hitting is in 2022 than at the start of his career, which is 2011. And he ran through you know, the, the advent of analytics, the way that teams use that information to pitch to hitters. Uh, you know, certainly uh, defensive shifts have come into it. Um, he mentioned the, you know, the relievers and everyone throwing harder than ever.
0: And so... Gordon, I mean, that's a heck of a statement. When somebody says, this is the best season ever, Gordon, that's a long time.
1: Yeah, (laughs) that is a long time. I mean, they've been playing baseball for a very long time, and I I don't think – look, at least it's in the conversation, right? If he Mm -hmm. – at some point he's going to hit 61 home runs, you you, you assume that he's going to hit more than that. I think he's on pace to hit 65 home runs. If he hits 65 home runs – Wins the Triple Crown, leads the league in every major offensive category, and in terms of the most important one, home runs, is like twenty in front of the next guy.
0: Hmm.
1: How is it not the most? How is it not the greatest season in the history of baseball?
0: Yeah, you're right. You're right. So he he just continues to to move on. And listen, I, I think you made an interesting point earlier, and and with the way Montas has pitched since he's been here. Oof. Severino was a godsend tonight. If he could continue to be that, if he could continue to give you, even going to the postseason, Gordon, if he could continue to give you six innings at pits like this, I mean, you'll take
1: that. You'll take six, in, six innings in the postseason yeah, you, and piece it you, together. You need it uh, because he has to be part of the rotation. I mean, Montas is not going to be on the postseason no, roster. Can't be. I mean, not, not, I, I don't think he would have been anyway, but now with the injury, quote unquote, injury, uh, and the amount of time that it'll take him to recover from his, injury yeah there's no way he's pitching and you could how could you trust him we we talk about not trusting Garrett Cole I mean if you can't if we're not trusting Garrett Cole what are we doing with Frankie Montas who has been terrible since he got here well you know what Gordon it might just be that he hasn't recovered from his previous injury that he had that that is very possible absolutely that was a concern when you got him he missed a significant amount of the season because of that injury and and they say it's not you know it's funny because at one point they said it's not the same injury, and then at one point somebody says, "Oh, it's a it's a continuation of the old." In-. So I don't know who's telling the truth, who's lying, who's doing what, but I just know watching Frankie Montas, I think the final nail in that coffin was that start in Milwaukee where oh. he's staked to a five nothing lead and he can't get out of the fourth inning. I mean, it's no. can't have it. It's unacceptable. And this was a guy that you were bringing in conceivably to be your number two starter. That's right. That's right. Now, he may be number
0: two or three next season. No. You know, you give him the full season, the full off season, the rehab and everything, and everything is well and he's healthy. He might be a better pitcher next year, but you can't put him on the roster this year.
1: There's no way. There's no way. Yeah, he might be can't a better be. pitcher next year, but he can't certainly be worse. <laughs> I mean, it would be hard to be any worse than those starts that he made. Yeah, so I guess now if
0: we were if we were a betting group, I guess your top three would have to be Cole, Severino,
1: and Nestor. Yeah, I think it would be, for me, it would be Cole, Nestor, Severino. Okay. And then, uh, I don't know, you know, it depends on the series that you're playing. If you need a fourth one, I guess it would probably be Herman, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Over Tyone? It's tight. um, Yeah. I mean, it could go either way there. I'm not sure. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, it's close. It is close. And the interesting thing here... uh, you know, Zach Britton's like, hey,
1: hello, I'm back. Hello, I want to be, I want to pitch. Well, let's go. I mean, they, they clearly have an opening, right? I mean, <laughs> several. <laughs> I mean, right? I mean, how about closer? Right? I yeah, mean, they have a, done they it before. Have a major need at closer right now. Now I don't know what, you know, the fact that he's done his rehab and he's he's technically able to pitch. I don't know how how long it's going to get him to be ready to go full bore, but. There's certainly an opening there with the Yankee bullpen, the way it struggled here in the the second half, especially the closer spot. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we'll talk a little baseball a little bit later. You know
0: what happens at around 1130. We go around the leagues. We hear from uh, the locals, managers, and players. And a little concerned, Gordon, because not only did the Mets lose today as Atlanta lost today, so they blew an opportunity to pick up a game, but Brandon Nimmo had to leave that game with left hamstring tightness. And here's the thing. He pulled himself out. And the quote was after the game, that you know I didn't want it to be several weeks as opposed to several days. Let me pull myself out now. That's not what you want to hear.
1: Yeah, not 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 good, right? This is not the time of, of the year you want to start losing guys, especially somebody who's hitting atop your order and is playing center field and and doing all the things that Brandon Nimmo does. That is, that's not good news.
0: It is not, and it's done a very, you know and has done a really good job in center field defensively this year. I mean, he absolutely. Know, been he some has conversation
1: about him, absolutely. Gordon, but
0: he's much better this year. He's been he top has, notch.
1: He has been. He has blossomed into a really good outfielder. I mean, not just that one catch where he robbed the home run and all that type of stuff. I mean, he's he's had a lot of good plays out there, and he's he's turned himself into a solid center fielder, which that was not always the case.
0: No, not at all. Not at all. We were looking for a center field. As a matter of fact, Gordon, think about this. Uh the right fielder was supposed to be the center right, fielder. Right, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Marte, we were, Marte's going to be a great center fielder. What are we going to do Nemo? Well, we'll move him around. Well, maybe, we let him, maybe we'll trade him, whatever. Right. But he has gotten so good in the center, he, he's locked that position in. So uh, that could be an interesting loss. So we'll keep an eye on that. But we'll talk baseball once again a little bit later. When we return, Gordon, it's 2-0 in giant land. Everybody should be happy. Oh, look, Daniel Jones has played well. Saquon Barkley's been rolling. Uh, and then there's, there's Kenny Galladay, who's, who's, who's grumbling?
1: Yeah, we, we, we saw Kenny Galladay today. We did not see him on Sunday, but we <laughs> saw him today. And we'll hear what he had to say next on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight. Here's Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer.
0: Gordon, I, this, is a, this is a tricky situation. I, I'll explain to you why. I know as a veteran, I know when the team is rolling, you really don't want to be that topic of conversation because it can be a distraction. But on the other side of it, if I'm a coach, I wouldn't be happy if he was quiet and just accepted that he's not playing.
1: You know what I mean? I understand. Yeah, I have no problem with him being upset that he's not playing. I'm a little puzzled that he doesn't understand why he's not playing.
0: Oh, he knows why he's not playing. He's just well, not saying why he's yeah. not playing. I mean, if he
1: if, if he's saying he doesn't understand why he's not playing, and he, I should be playing regardless, that ain't how it works, pal. Mm-mm. Especially with a new coaching, a, a new regime. In you have
0: to prove yourself again all over. It doesn't. Guys, he just didn't. Don't he didn't it. prove
1: himself to the old regime. I Never mind the new regime. That's right. He did I, I saw. I think I saw a stat today that he had um, with the Giants. He has like. Six fifty-nine catches and he had the year before he got to the Giants, he had like sixty-nine catches. <laughs> it's not good.
0: No, it is not. It it is not. Uh this year <laughs> in two games, he's got two receptions for yeah. twenty two yards.
1: And it was th- fifteen. It would be one thing if he had a strong camp and he looked good and he came in and was ready to roll and, and all of a sudden we get to the season and he's not playing. Right. That it's has not, the not been the case. I mean, no. the, the, the reports from training camp were, I mean, our Jordan Renan was like Kenny Galladay was moving like a statue. Was it mannequin? I think he said mannequin. hmm mm-hmm. uh, So I, I, I don't know. If I, I, he's surprised by this, he shouldn't be. No. That would be the first thing I would say to him is, is you should not be surprised that this is the case.
0: No question. You should not. And you just wonder, like, you know, what are you going to do to change it? See, that's the thing. What are you going to do to do to get better? And And we go through this whole situation, right? And as a veteran, he should know, okay, whatever you're doing at practice is not enough. Whatever you're doing, it needs to get better. And for him – Which is why you wondered why they got him is because he was more of a red zone threat, Gordon. Mm -hmm. He was never a guy that got a lot of separation in Detroit. He was never a guy that did that. So it just tells you that uh, when when they say quarterbacks throw receivers open, boy, did they (laughs) they throw Kenny Galladay open because he doesn't get open on his own.
1: Yeah. Uh yeah, the stat is he now has 69 catches in 2020, 2021 and 2022. He oh. had 69 in 2019, his career year, clearly now at this point. He had 65 catches for 11 almost 1200 yards and 11 touchdowns. He's had two touchdowns since then, none for the Giants.
0: Kenny, will you get more playing time Monday night? I think it's going to probably be a little
1: different. I still really don't know. I'm preparing like I'm going to be playing, but, who knows? like I said, the GM, head coach, all these coaches, it keeps saying like you do everything right. You know, you handle yourself the right way. So, like I said, it's a little confusing.
0: So he thinks he's handling himself the right way, Gordon. He, you yeah, heard that's him? That's problem. He, he, he thinks he's he's doing preparing to be a starter, preparing to play,
1: and he's just not getting the playing time, so something is not right. And this, look, if the Giants have started out at own – this might have been a bigger problem for Brian Dable. But the fact that 2-0, nobody wants to hear anything that Kenny Galladay has to say.
0: No, not at all. Especially, as you mentioned, the fact that he's not produced since he's been here. No. See, if he had produced earlier and now it's a situation where he's the new coaching staff and they can't find a place for him, okay, now we got maybe an issue here, what's going on. But he hasn't been good since he's been here. So that's the way it is. And you can't get rid of him because Gordon, his hit.
1: But yeah. And his cap hit would kill them. They, they can't afford to just let him go. Like, the fact that he says, I should be playing regardless, like, part of it makes you think, like, he thinks that he has the talent to be playing above anybody. And, yeah, we'd all like to think that. Yeah. But, unfortunately, you have not exhibited that here at really any point.
0: No. He has not. He has not.
1: Tim Hasselbeck I mean, was on the uh, – you probably
0: heard him this morning, Gordon. Yeah, absolutely. J, Will and, Max, and he was asked – the former quarterback where did the Giants rank in the NFC East
1: they're the fourth best team in the NFC East uh, look I think there's some general excitement about the two wins to start the season I haven't played very
2: good teams and I think they're exciting because they're relying on the running back a little bit more and he's off to a good season and the quarterback has been better than he has been in the past but I still think they're the fourth best team in the division
0: but I don't think they're going to finish as the fourth-best team in that division, Gordon, because when you look at that schedule, there's some very winnable games on that t- schedule for them.
1: Yeah, they beat two bad teams. The, the good thing for the Giants, though, they got a lot of those bad teams still left. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of bad teams on their schedule. They have a very favorable schedule. Now, you have to take advantage of that. They took advantage mm-hmm. of that in two games that really could have gone either way the first two weeks. So. Yep. We'll see if they can uh, can continue to win those type of games. I think they're going to be in those games, but to think that you're going to win a majority of them might be a bit much. And in terms of talent, I think they probably are the fourth team in terms yeah. of talent. Talent-wise, yeah, but record-wise, I don't know that they're going to be. Yeah, that's true. Well, I, I mean, know. I would, I would think. I've not gone through Washington's schedule or Dallas's schedule, mm-hmm. but I would think that they probably have a lot of the same kind of games. That yeah. I think we, we can all agree the Eagles are the best team in the division. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. So, and if Jalen continue to play like that,
0: or yeah. if he continues to play, they're going, they're going to be running away.
1: Yeah, that's true. Um, Daniel Jones versus Carson Wentz, clash of the Titans there. <laughs> I I'm 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 waiting
0: for this Monday night one. You know, it's always I don't care. What, what do you say, Gordon? You can throw the records out. Doesn't matter who's yeah. quarterback P- and P- what happened. Please happens. throw Giants the records Dallas. out, they're gonna say pretty soon, right? <laughs> it's Giants Cowboys
1: on Monday night. Yeah, so. how quickly can they flex out of these cowboy games on these <laughs> national TV spots? Week three too early? <laughs> Can't flex yet? Darn it.
0: Well, listen, I tell you, they might have tried to find a loophole to flex out, but after they found a
1: way to win on Sunday, they may say, hey, you know what, we'll keep it them is, in. It's still Dallas, yeah. Well, look, Dallas and, and, and the Giants, it's always, it's always an interesting game. And with the way the Giants, the Giants are what makes it interesting because yes. you want to see if they can keep this going. I, I'm not all that interested to see what Dallas can do. No, no. Uh, it's more about can the Giants move to 3-0. and They got two very winnable games here, the next two. You got to at least split the two if you, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, it, I think it's crazy that anybody's thinking about playoffs or anything like that, yeah, but yeah, totally. to be fair, they do have a very favorable schedule. And if you can, there's no reason they can't win these next two. No, not at all. They could find their
0: way, especially Gordon with the way they're playing and, and the way they're minimizing their mistakes. And it's the attention to detail that you see that Dable has instilled in this team and they have responded to it. It's like you know what it's like? It's like Joe Judge was the substitute teacher and Dayball is the right, is the everyday teacher and so they understand, okay, the everyday teachers here, this is what's expected of us. He's holding us accountable. This is what we have to do to play.
1: Very simple. Yeah. Well, I mean that it is a coaching league and we talk about areas where teams can improve this thing or that thing. Can Daniel Jones take that step forward? Can Saquon Barkley take a step, you know, in terms of health, staying healthy the whole season? Coaching-wise, the bar was not set too high, but already Brian Dable has leaped over that bar from where it was. That's for sure. No doubt about
0: it. 1-800-919-3776. When we return, we'll take your phone calls. Plus, there's a giant rookie who is tired of one specific question that the media asks him all the time. We'll hear from him and what that question is next on 987 ESPN.
1: This is ESPN New York Tonight. Here's Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer.
0: Kayvon's been here and been asked a lot of questions about his availability, and he's uh, a little tired of it. Listen. All right, let's 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 just take a timeout. Let's decompress. Let's restart the cameras, roll them back. Only ask questions that we don't know the answer to. Okay, if we don't know the answer, let's ask them. If we know the answer, I'm the only person that can go out there and play, so I'm the only one that can say if I'm able to play.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> I got it. Well, I mean, like, what do you expect? We're all, you're the first-round pick. You're yep. the guy that everybody's been anticipating. It seems like you're close. Mm-hmm. All just I just want to I know. Don't, 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 get, don't get shy now. I mean, like, you know, <laughs> we want to see you go out there and wreak havoc. Yeah. I mean, you're the fifth pick in the draft. Yeah,
0: we want to see what you bring to the table. Absolutely. You know, because the defense has been pretty good so far the first couple of games and just think they could be even better with you out there. So we want to know where you are. Yeah.
1: You know, but, you know, don't ask me to
0: stop the table. Okay. I understand. Just trust I me. You it could be. You, you,
1: it. it could be a, a far different situation. You could be in a far worse spot. Go ask Kenny Galladay. Nobody's <laughs> asking him when he's coming back. <laughs> no. Nobody's. Nobody's saying we really want to see him out. There. No, oh, I mean, no. on Thibodeau. I mean, that's that's the guy you want to see right now. Definitely. Definitely.
0: Lewis is in Rockland. Lewis, start us off on ESPN New York tonight.
2: Hey, Larry Gordon. How's it going?
1: Hey, Lewis. What's going on, man?
2: Not much. I just wanted to ask. As far as uh, Judge's contract is concerned, if he doesn't sign with New York and given Cashman's reluctance to sign some of those hot targets that came to the market, Soto, for the trade, you know, trading people, does this put pressure on, you know, the Yankees brash to get something, you know, in return for Judge if he were to sign someplace else? What are, you, what are your thoughts on that? What's he
1: this? can't get anything for him. He's, no. he's a free agent. Right,
0: thanks for the phone call, Lewis. But I guarantee you, if he goes, they'll they'll have to find somebody, oh, or yeah. somebody's yeah, to replace him. Oh, he's not absolutely. just a, he's he, if 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 they let him walk. And Gordon, I got to tell you, I, they may have to rethink even the years the way he's performed this year. They may have to. Yeah, no question. Um, they, if, but if somehow they just can't come to an agreement, because guess what? They give him an offer, and he may not want to take it, and there's nothing they can do. If
1: he says no, th- what what are they going to do? They have to go out and find somebody else? I've always thought that he's going to be back. Uh, I mm-hmm. still do. But to me, like th- if he is not back and it is about money, well, then that's not really as much on Cashman as it is on Hal. Mm-hmm. Like if he gets a, a – cra- let's say he gets $350 million. And the Yankees don't match that. They get a chance to match it, and they don't match it. That's much more on on Hal Steinbrenner deciding not to to exceed his budget than I think it is on Cashman.
0: Right, right. It's it's different, Lewis. It, it's not the same as Cashman doesn't want to give up the prospects because he didn't want to he didn't want to give up the prospects to try to get Soto and Bell. Uh, that's that's a different thing. This is a free agent situation. So if he says. If Judge just says no, and it's a fair offer, mm-hmm. then what are they going to do? He said no. There's nothing else they can do. You know, They can keep offering their money, and if he's determined that he wants to go somewhere else or not happy or whatever the situation is, nothing they can do. They
1: just have to move on. If the Yankees don't make the highest offer and he leaves, they will get crushed.
0: Yes. No question.
1: Now, if they if they offer him the most money— and he still turns it down and he goes someplace else. I don't know that you – I guess you can crush them for not getting it done before that point, but I don't know if that's really crushing them at that point. But if he, if he gets more money someplace else and the Yankees don't match that offer, given the se- – I mean, we've already <laughs> played the cut yeah. from Buster All, It's the greatest season in the history of the sport, or at least in the argument for the greatest offensive season in the history of the sport. He's your homegrown superstar who sells jerseys like it's going out of style, he's got his own section in the stadium, yeah. and you decide not to pay up, yeah, they'll get hammered. They, they, it'll be unlike anything they've ever had before.
0: No doubt about it. Now, we'll hear from Buster because he he talked about the contract negotiations and the initial offer on the case show earlier. But let me run this past you, Gordon, before we hear from Buster. Remember the scenario with Bernie Williams, Mm -hmm. Okay, And once again, Bernie Williams did not have the season that Aaron Judge, I'm not comparing seasons. Right. But I'm comparing negotiations. And it was Bernie who ended up going to George Steinbrenner on his own and making a hammering out a deal. Is there can you see a situation where it's not even agent to 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 how it's like Aaron Judge going to say, listen, here's what I need.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know what their relationship is. I think that they would have a good relationship. But if I were Hal, I would make sure it doesn't get to that stage. But if it Got does it. get to that stage, make sure all lines are open. <laughs> make sure your phone is charged at all hours. Make sure your watch is getting any text, you know, like the Apple watch comes through with the text messages. Make sure anything and everything is at your disposal because you want to be available as much as possible for, for Aaron Judge when that time comes.
0: Now let's let's hear from Buster Olney on the case earlier. He says the Yankees' initial offer to Aaron Judge, what's fair?
2: When folks look back at the two hundred thirteen and a half million dollar offer, I, I think that their general reaction is, the Yankees lowballed him." I can tell you, like agents and executives, people on both sides of the aisle really felt like that was a fair offer. They were offering to make him the second highest paid outfielder in baseball behind Mike Trout. They were offering more money than Harper, more money than Betts. So if you're the Yankees, I I think you can feel like you made him a fair offer. Now, there's no doubt. Based on what he's done this year, you have to increase that significantly. Given the fact that he turns 31 next April, I I think if I were running a franchise and I have Garrett Cole uh, and I've got some questions now about what he's going to be going forward, and I have Giancarlo Stanton, and you're looking at the downslope of, of his career. If you really believe the, in, the information that you have internally that you're, with a $300 million deal, you're going to have a problem on the backside of the career, I probably would not go there.
0: Wow. So, Buster, these contract negotiations, how do you think they're going to go?
2: He's checked every box, right? He's done the production. He's done the defense. He's done the, the base running. He's a great teammate by all accounts. Uh, he's done the off the field stuff. He, he, he's doing everything, which is why I think there's a real chance some owner's going to come in and say, you know what, I want to recast my franchise. I'm going to throw a huge number at this guy and hope we get him. And it, it remains to be seen whether or not the Yankees will chase that. I don't think they will. If some team put out a, you know, a four hundred million, a three hundred and fifty million based off of this year, because that's what I think. If an owner comes in and challenges the Yankees, he's going to be doing it because of what's happened this year.
1: 400 million, Gordon.
2: But for like how many how, years?
1: I, I like how he's saying, if some owner. We yeah. know who the owner is. Yeah, It's the Mets owner. It's Steve Cohen. That's the yeah. guy who is the wild card in all of this. He could very e- Think about a scenario where they lose DeGrom, Grom. Or even mm. if they don't lose DeGrom, they keep yeah. DeGrom." Grom. But certainly, if they lose to Grom, he's got all this money burning a hole in his pocket. I mean, is it really past him to offer him six for 300 for No. Would it really be crazy? It, like, if we're talking about a baseball owner who is going to offer Aaron Judge $40 million a season, it's pretty clear who that owner is going to be.
0: Yeah. I'll raise my hand. It's going to be my owner. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> You know, despite all this, well, we made this handshake agreement all this other stuff, I won't go after him. And
1: that oh, just, that's – I mean, stop. anybody who believes that. Stop. I mean, if that's true, then Steve Cohen isn't nearly the big Met fan that he portrays himself to be.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. You're right. Because it's about making giving your team the best opportunity to win with the best players you have available.
1: Absolutely. That's and all you job. have to do is spend money. And look yeah. at that. What does Steve Cohen have more than anybody? <laughs> money. <laughs> absolutely he does he does so and, and he's got the kind of money where he could craft you know like i don't think the yankees would ever offer judge a five-year contract for 50 million dollars a year i agree steve Cohn might he steve Cohn absolutely would yeah he's sure he would sure he would
0: oh and see once again the wild card here gordon is we don't know what judge wants Exactly. Which means that we don't know that the Yankees, and I'm sure the Yankees kind of know, or maybe they don't even know, Gordon. How do we know if they even
1: know? Maybe they don't. Maybe they don't. But I would think that they probably have an idea. I mean, this has been going on for a little while, not just this year, but in past years. So um, we shall see. I mean, who could blame Aaron Judge for turning down if it's a ridiculous offer, as we're portraying, you know, right. $300 million for five years. Yeah. Or for or six years. what You know, $50 million, $40 million a year. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't necessarily blame, I can't blame Judge for turning it down. That'd be right. ridiculous. And I don't know necessarily that I'd blame the Yankees for turning it down either. Now, for five years, six years, that at least takes you out of the, the run of, oh, it's going to turn out to be a really bad right. contract. You'd it's expect doable. the judge. Yeah, I mean, that – but. They cannot afford to let this guy get away. Pay that man his money. Absolutely. You're going to have to, you know, you you put up an offer. It was a good, fair offer. But in free agency, if you only make fair offers, you'll always finish in third place. Now, I
0: don't know, obviously, because I can't predict the future. Otherwise, I would be tremendous at cover five. But I don't see him. I don't see Judge deteriorating like I think Stanton will, you know what I'm saying, Gordon yeah, I just, well, I, I don't see because I think he's I mean you look at Stanton now, he's barely getting down the first base, and I know he's he's playing still kind of with the injury, you know, I get it, and he's had a lot of injuries in his career, but I think judge will Ola- i think judge might last a little longer.
1: Well, he's, more, he's a more athletic player, Yeah. right? He's yeah. definitely a more athletic player that, than Stanton is. Like, when Stanton went out to the outfield and played it well, we were like, whoa, look at this. He can play yeah. a good outfield. You know, we're, with Judge, that's part of the package. Yes. Um. So, yeah, I mean, uh, look, it depends on the amount of years. Mm-hmm. If you're signing him to, to eight years, we know <sighs> historically. That's a roll of the dice. And almost certainly there will be some seasons – where you are regretting having that on your books. But, I mean, the Yankees are already going to have a couple of those anyway. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're probably going to have one with Stanton. Yep. Now, his money is not as significant as what Judge's is going to be, but that's a contract that's a pretty sizable contract that's going to be on the books for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And they might be in that same position with Garrett Cole. I mean, pitchers, injuries, they can po- it hasn't popped up yet, thank God. Yeah. Nothing really significant where he's missing significant amount of time, but you never know. So they're gonna, probably going to be – and they're already locked in with Aaron Hicks. He's not going yeah. anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's here for the next three years. Now, Severino's
0: almost up, isn't he, Gordon? I mean, he has a four-year contract. Uh, he's got yeah. maybe a year. He's got to be maybe I, I, a year left. Do, I, I think bets. he
1: definitely is signed for next year. I'm not sure if he has another year after that. But, yeah, I mean, that contract. Those two contracts, they did them both at the same time. Yeah. Not a lot of bang for your buck there, but at least Severino has a chance to to turn that around in October this year, you know. If he's yeah. if he's right and he's dominant, he can certainly help the Yankees get to where they need to go, but you're right. I mean, when you signed that contract, it didn't seem like, oh, for, you know, 10 million dollars a year for a a really good starting pitcher. It's cheap. That's not so bad. Yeah, it's cheap, right? In in theory, it was a great move at the
0: time. Yeah. You locked him up for four years. If he if, you know, if he's gonna be great, he could come back to the table and you if you're ready, you pay him some more money. You know, but but so I don't that's tough to jump on Cashman for. But the Hicks one, what had oh, he? Oh, the done Hicks one, I, yeah, that
1: one was a that, the, the, seven the, years. Why are you signing that What had he it done to, to get seven years? Seven years for a guy who was no, not really he healthy done that. to begin with. No, yeah, no, absolutely. That was No That was not good. That was not good. And you know, it feels like with the Yankees, like can you can you paint a picture where they let Judge walk and eight, so a, a team, a, a, an organization, is able to take that money and use it in another way where they're able to rebuild kind of on the fly and fill mm-hmm. holes? And Could a team do that? Absolutely. Sure. Do I have any confidence that the Yankees could do that? No, I do not.
0: Yeah, because they would have to... You you have to get somebody who's immediately going to be compared to what Judge they, did this yeah, year.
1: They, I mean, they anytime that they're that? trying to outthink themselves, it never works out well. No, that they do a, some, you know, they do some good things in the margins sometimes. Sure. You know, find some pieces and this and that. That's great, but yeah, anytime they try to overthink things, it doesn't work out that way.
0: I mean, you. Can, I mean, this is a tough year for you to try to do that. No, that, that, <laughs> you are got to
1: lose. Yep, you're gonna yeah, you
0: going to lose. I mean, you would get killed even if, if you had got Soto right now for Judge, with the way he's hitting, you'd still get killed.
1: Oh, absolutely, because it's the Yankees, and the Yankees are supposed to pay. I, I look, I think we have to figure out what the details are, right? right. Like, if, mm-hmm. if Judge gets a ten-year contract for four hundred million dollars oh. from somebody, look, so people will still kill the Yankees. I don't but think I'd kill the Yankees thing. in that. You I, I can understand, 10 that. Years. right? Yeah, ten years—that's crazy. 10 years. No, but. If it's if if they're you know if they lose him for a couple of million dollars a season, no, nobody is going to want to hear it, and rightfully so.
0: But see, Gordon, I don't think it's going to be the money. I think it's going to be the years.
1: Yeah, you might be right. I
0: think it's going to be the years. I I think they, and I'm not saying they'll spend a a fifty or sixty million a year. I'm not saying that, but I think if somebody comes to the table, and they say Aaron Judge will give you eight nine years, and and the money is close to the same, Gordon's going to take the eight, nine years. He's going to take the eight, nine years. And I don't see the Yankees offering him eight or nine years based on their history. Not after the A-Rod situation, not after what they did with Cano. They're not going to offer him that amount of money
1: well uh, that, don't, that I amount mean, of years the, yeah that many I, years well to me the wild card in this is is Cohen and with Cohen it's not going to be about the years I he don't think care. I think it would be about the money I think that yeah. he is the guy that's going to say 40 million dollars 50 million dollars that's yeah. fine by me five mm-hmm. years 50 million let's do five for 250 or six for 300 I don't think the Yankees are going to play in that water
0: no that's 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 deep water, Gordon.
1: That is deep. <laughs> that is deep. That's when you get to the bottom and there's those fish that you've never seen before, those weird-looking fish, I've never yeah. seen the, the, the daylight. Yeah, that's that's deep water, man. We'll continue the conversation with you on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight. Here's Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer. Jordan Walsh has
0: got the breaking news he's put out on Twitter. ESPN sources say Boston Celtics coach Ime Udoka is facing possible disciplinary action, including a significant suspension for an unspecified violation of organizational guidelines. Discussions are ongoing with the Celtics on the final determination. Uh, it's very vague, but that sounds serious when you're talking about significant suspension.
1: Walsh bomb. Yeah. Walsh bomb. That, that is absolutely a Walsh bomb. Um, yeah, it, it just kind of it's the type of tweet that just makes your head kind of yeah. spin of what the possibilities could be.
2: I exactly. don't want to
1: speculate on air, but I mean, no. you know, an unspecified violation of organizational guidelines and a significant suspension. I don't know. I mean, that's not, they had the, the Gallinari news, right? Losing him. Yeah. And now they might be losing their coach for a little while. Uh, you know, this is not the way you. After a great first year there, going to the NBA Finals, not the way that you want things to be headed with how, what we have till training camp, three weeks. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, uh, maybe no next week, Gordon. Is it next week? It's still, yeah, like oh, 27, wow.
0: 28. Like yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. So there you go.
1: Yeah. yeah, that's not not what you're looking for. Not at all. Not at all. That's a scary situation. Yeah, so that's one we'll keep an eye on. We'll see if there's anything else. You know, these woge bombs, you never know when they're gonna come. And they and they're always explosive. They are always <laughs> explosive. That guy never
0: sleeps. He never does. He never does. He he was it's funny, he was um oh gosh, what's the young man? Uh from the athletic? Uh, Shams yeah he was Shams before Shams
1: <laughs> yeah, oh yeah oh for yes because when time. he was at, before
0: he came to ESPN Gordon you when you saw him at the game whoa you're like uh oh sums up <laughs> <laughs> do we need to follow him yeah. who's he talking to do we need to watch him Sums up if he's here something's going on something is going on you know you had to It was. it was, it was just crazy it was really crazy to watch him so we'll see what happens it's it's yeah, a couple of other things. We're talking about the NBA. Uh did you hear that Jalen Brunson proposed? No. Yeah, he proposed to his uh his girlfriend.
1: Wow. Yes. I uh, I'm sure, you know, not I don't he's know anything about his situation, but I'm I'm assuming after the contract, you know, this <laughs> you he talk said. about pressure, there's some pressure there, right? There's gotta be some pressure
0: there. Yeah, no question about it. No question, you know, come on, let's
1: let's 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 lock this deal right. up we're, here. We're, we're l- l- let's lock it down, right? <laughs> let's lock this down. Let's let's see. Oh, what's good for him. On. Congratulations. Yeah, absolutely. To him. Big absolutely. off season for him
0: then. Big off season for him. And hopefully he can roll that success right yeah. into the Knicks.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> That would be you need nice. a big season from him. Never mind we the off do. season. The off season, check that box. Season yes. now—that's where it's all about. Yeah, that's what we want to see. We
0: want to see. I, I, I'm very happy that he's got his uh, his his home wife ready. Now I want to see him get his work wife in in Julius Randall under control, right. so he doesn't have to hold the bas- dribble the basketball so much and do some other things.
1: Yeah, it should be interesting, right? I mean. With the with the changes the Knicks made, you're expecting significant improvement. Yes. But there needs to be significant improvement to get to where they want to be, and that is in the playoffs.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. So, absolutely.
1: And right now, Gordon, I think I think I think play in eighth seed. I think I think that's doable for them. If things go right, yeah, playing in eighth seed? We talk about the Jets where the bare minimum is six wins. The bare minimum is play in they yeah. have got to be in the yes. play in.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
1: no question about it.